Hello, I'm Mark, and this is the Fast Track Impact podcast for researchers who want to be more productive and achieve real-world impacts from their research. This week I'm doing the first of two parts on evidencing impact from media engagement. Now, one of the saddest things that I get doing uh, the, the job that I do is uh, researchers coming to me with great expectations after listing long lists of media engagement. They've been on TV, they had documentaries made about them, they've been all over the newspapers, and great, look at my impact. And I sadly have to break the news to these poor academics that actually there is very limited evidence of impact. Well, great, you've got reach, you've got global reach, everyone knows about you, you're famous. But until you can tell me that someone somewhere actually understood something that you said, and as a result of that, that they benefited in some way, then that reach has very limited meaning and value. And of course, that's a real challenge. How do I know that anyone actually actually tuned in, listened to, let alone understood what I said in that media interview? And how do I know that if they understood it, that that then was important to them in some way, or that it changed their attitudes, or that they did something differently as a result, it changed their behaviour, for example? Uh, and for most of us, that's not our job. Uh, we do the media interviews we were requested to do, and yeah, we worry about that later. And of course, our press offices will give us lots of nice metrics, uh, if they can, around circulation numbers and viewer number numbers and social media metrics and all the rest of it. But actually, what we're getting is more and more evidence of the reach, and we don't have yet any evidence of significance. And reach without significance doesn't have much weight. So what I need is some kind of plan to evidence whether my media engagement actually makes a difference or not. Uh, and uh, I guess the first comment that I need to make here is that just doing more and more media work, unless you have a plan to evaluate it, may not be a great use of your time. Now, clearly there are reputational benefits as you get more widely known, uh, and as you're more widely known, just being out there, being visible, may mean that you get opportunities for impact that you would otherwise not get. So great. It's not to say that there's no value in doing this. And of course, your university will want you to do this. It uh, increases their uh, visibility um, uh, and, uh, and has benefits for them in terms of their reputation. Fantastic. But I think that very often uh, people in press offices uh, are driven by quite different metrics to us as researchers. And it's about getting their staff in front of the cameras, uh, doing the interviews and getting those kinds of reach-based metrics. But uh, for us as researchers, uh, at least for me, what I need to know is not just how many people I reached, but whether it actually made a difference. Uh, and to do that, I need to have an impact plan, and that needs to include an evaluation plan. So the first thing that I do is I have a formal impact plan. So whether that's my pathway to impact that I wrote pre-award as part of the project, but ideally it's a, an actual logic model such as the impact planning template that I've got on the Fast Track Impact website, go to the resources page that now tells me exactly what changes I want to see, what benefits do I want to achieve from my research, for whom, 
And then what activities do I think will enable me to reach those people as effectively and as efficiently as possible? And within that list of activities, there may or may not be media engagement. There could be mass media, there could be social media, but I've targeted that to achieve specific benefits for specific groups. And I'm not just doing it randomly because I'm asked to, although sometimes I will just say yes. Uh, now, as part of the impact planning template that you'll see on my website, uh, built into this is an evaluation plan. Uh, and at its very simplest, it has a list of indicators that will tell me whether or not that media engagement that I did achieved the goal that I was seeking. Uh, and to be able to do this, you need to actually understand what it is you want to achieve, not just that I want to be famous uh, and I want lots of great metrics around reach. What is it that I want people to understand? Uh, why is it important that people don't understand this at the moment? What are the problems associated with that? Uh, uh, what kind of attitudinal shifts might I expect to see? What, th might, what things might people do as a result of engaging with this media? Uh, what kind of indicators then might I be able to identify that I might be able to measure quantitatively or evaluate qualitatively where people will say yeah I get this yeah that's changed how I think yeah that was important uh, that has enabled me to do something it's changed my decision-making uh, and you've hypothesized what those changes might be you've worked out how you might measure them and now you've got a plan to evaluate this now for me there are uh, uh, three ways of doing evaluation uh, of impact from media. The principle that, uh, that, that lies beneath all three of these is that you need a sample of people uh, to understand how this came across to them, uh, what they appreciated from that, uh, whether it changed their attitudes or the, the plans for what they might do in future. Uh, and so this is not as difficult as you might think. It's not that I have to be able to find out who were those millions of people and now what happened as a result. I just need a sample. Uh, so a, a limit, limited number of people, uh, ideally a, a decent number, representative, but, but it doesn't have to be. And uh, the, the first way in which I can do this is uh, I can simply do a social media analysis. Now, this might sound like uh, something fairly scary that you'd have to get a specialist in to do, and you can do a fairly scary version of this if you want. Uh, for me, I would suggest that some of the more basic approaches to this, uh, which are just around content analysis and counting words, are not that useful. It doesn't really tell you that much about uh, how people thought about the, the media engagement that you were involved in, whether they now think differently or anything like that. So. Uh, ideally, you're doing a qualitative analysis of the social media. And if you want to find out how to do that, go to my resources section and have a look at the public engagement evaluation toolkit, which I helped write for Queen Mary University London with the National Coordinating Centre on Public Engagement. Uh, and there's a whole section there on how to do this, and it's written so that anyone can do it. You don't have to be an expert in social media analysis. You don't even need to know how to do qualitative analysis. Uh, anyone can do this. Uh, and you'll get something a lot better than just a, a, a quantitative word cloud type approach to this. Uh, one word of warning is that you should uh, check on the research ethics. Different universities have quite different norms and rules around social media research. The problem with <coughs> researching social media 
is that it's, uh, it's very difficult to prove that you've got informed consent. Uh, some people say, well, it's on the public record. People understand when they tweet or uh, post things on LinkedIn, for example, that, uh, that they are available for anyone to view. Uh, and so, therefore, that's fine. Uh, but uh, but do you have some think? Yes, do do pay some attention to this and, and check with your ethics committee that uh, that this isn't problematic. Uh, the other nice thing about uh, social media analysis is you can collect those uh, those social media uh, names, Twitter handles, etc. And if you want, you can then follow up with those people later, specifically saying, based on my analysis, I saw you watched the programme uh, and commented on it. I'd like to ask you a few questions. And you then can do that via, say, a Twitter poll. Uh, you can do it via an online survey. Keep the questions pretty short uh, if you want to get a good response rate uh, in these kinds of media. Uh, and uh, and you can now go beyond your initial social media analysis to do something a little bit more sophisticated. Now, the second level on from this is uh, what I would describe as a, as a funnel approach. Uh, what I'm now doing is I'm using social media to funnel people to surveys and to a website. Uh, so the, the first step in this is to get some help if I'm not particularly visible on social media, and especially if I don't have my own social media accounts, uh, which applies to many of us. So I'm going to my university, I'm going to the press office uh, or to an institutional account, uh, and I'm asking them if they can help me. Uh, now, when the interview goes live that evening, uh, underneath the uh, BBC News, uh, messages or the program makers' messages on social media. Uh, there is now uh, a message from my university uh, offering people to get additional content. So there's something in here that is incentivizing people to engage with that social media message. Uh, so uh, visit this website to see uh, unseen clips um, or additional interview content um, or fun quizzes or downloads or whatever it is that, that you can think of that would add value uh, based on what you've done, ideally linking to your research. Uh, and, uh, and then what you're, you're doing is you're then getting a bunch of influencers to try and magnify that, amplify that message so it gets to as many people as possible. And now the hope is that a proportion of the people who are on social media engaging with that content, see that tweet, a proportion of them, uh, click on that link and go to your website. Uh, now, uh, at that point, uh, you can do a number of things. So the first thing is that you might put a, um, a, some kind of poll, some kind of quiz, uh, multiple, qu multiple answer uh, question where I'm asking people, yeah, so what did you learn from, this, uh, from, from that interview? Uh, did you get the answer right or not? Uh, and based on their answers, actually, I've now got evidence that there was an understanding or awareness impact. Uh, as a result of this, uh, the majority of people now uh, have said that they, uh, they understand this concept or whatever it was that I was speaking about. Uh, now, this is fairly flimsy. We haven't got a before and after, but uh, but you've got something here. We could also then double it up as a Twitter poll um, or something like that as well. And I've got something here that's beginning to suggest that people actually understood what was going on. 
uh, I'm also then trying to persuade these people to reveal who they are and give me GDPR compliance permission to follow up with them. And the way that I would normally do this would be to offer them a resource. Um, and the payment for that is that uh, I would like you to give me your email address so that I can ask you uh, how you use this thing. Uh, so it's very clear why you're asking for their email address. Um, and, um, and you will reduce the number of people who then download that thing. But those who do, you find out who they are and you're able to then ask them what they thought of it and if they're going to use it. And if they did use it, you can follow up longitudinally with them as well. Uh, instead, uh, I may uh, also try and incentivize them to sign up for a newsletter. Uh, and uh, again, maybe offering something uh, as an incentive for, for doing so. And uh, in both these cases, now I've got email addresses, I'm GDPR compliant, and now not only do I get the data on the night, but I have the ability to follow up longer term. So a month from now, three months from now, uh, do you still understand these things? Uh, what is its significance for you? Uh, what have you done as a result of this? What happened next? And you can begin to get that longitudinal evidence that actually this seems to have made a difference. And at the same time, you have the opportunity to further engage with these people to deepen the impact. So um, why don't you read this? Uh, why don't you come along to this event that we're running? Um, and you get the chance to, to, to engage more deeply over the long term. Of course, increasing the likelihood that you actually do get that impact ultimately. The final last level that you can go to is, uh, is more rigorous, but it is also more expensive. So um, the, uh, the, the, the approach here is I'm going to some kind of a polling company, so Ipsos Mori, YouGov, or similar, and I'm getting them to do a sample before and after the content goes out. So um, you can do this in a very targeted way. So this could be that uh, you're going with a TV polling company who now gets all of the viewers of, not all, but a sample of the viewers from the program that you're on uh, to, uh, to tell you what, uh, what their knowledge level is before and then what their knowledge level is after. So for much more rigorous, you've got a before and after, you've got perhaps a representative sample of the UK population or whatever country you're doing this in. Uh, and you can ask other questions as well now in terms of, well, uh, actually, uh, have you changed your attitudes and um, what will you do as a result? Or have you already done something as a result of this? Now, the, the cost of this uh, is, is quite variable. Um, I'm told that you can buy a single question for a matter of hundreds of pounds. Uh, when I designed a survey like this uh, to evidence impact from uh, one of the impact case studies that I was managing in Newcastle University, we were quoted around about £10,000 um, to do this for a representative sample um, in, the, in the UK. Um, uh, so I, I'm not quite sure how much this will cost, depending on um, how big a sample you want, how broad-based you want that to be. But uh, but you're you're probably looking at thousands rather than hundreds, I would suspect. Uh, and what you now have is a really rigorous piece of evidence that says, yeah, we put this stuff out, and actually something happened, and here here you are. 
Now, uh, you're probably asking, well, do you need to go to that level? Uh, and, uh, and I would say, uh, I guess it depends on uh, how big a claim you want to make and uh, how important it is for you to be able to make that claim rigorously. Uh, so if you're submitting this into uh, a research evaluation, such as the Research Excellence Framework, uh, and this is a, a key claim that you're making, then you could argue that there would be a good return on investment for, uh, for, for investing something like this. The key thing is that you need to have the foresight in all of these different approaches to make a plan in advance so that when this stuff goes out, you've got the before and after, or uh, you have the ability to capture stuff on the night uh, and, uh, and be able to, to create the relationships with people that give you the ability to get that longitudinal data. So don't just do media engagement because you're asked to ask yourself, is this a great use of my time or not? Uh, and I would suggest that there are good reasons for doing it anyway, but there may be even better reasons for doing this if this is part of a broader impact plan and you know what it is that you're trying to achieve. You can uh, adjust what you say, you can target what you say to increase the likelihood that you actually achieve those impacts if you have that goal in mind. And don't come to me with big long lists of media engagement with incredible evidence of reach and expect me or anyone else to be that impressed if you don't have any evidence that anyone actually tuned in or listened or understood or did anything good as a result of that. Uh, if you do try to do that, then uh, you are very vulnerable to critique. Uh, for all I know, half the people tuned out halfway through because they were bored to tears and will never engage with your discipline ever again. Uh, and actually, looking at social media, it looks like the evidence was that you said something deeply offensive uh, and, uh, and everyone's outraged by you and your research. Uh, and of course, you can't prove that. Uh, so for many of us, we've done loads of media work and we're pretty convinced we've had an impact, but it's latent, it's out there, and there, are, there is no way of us being able to evaluate that or find that out because it's too late. So, so my, my, my plea to you is don't leave this until after. Think in advance uh, about what you're trying to achieve and how you might be able to evaluate this. Make that plan uh, and then make what you do with the media really count. In the second part, I am uh, very much looking forward to this. I'm getting to, to go to Swansea University where I'm going to interview uh, a researcher and uh, a research impact officer who have taken that high maintenance approach of working with a polling company. Uh, they uh, have uh, remarkably managed to, uh, to get um, uh, their research onto the TV programme Casualty. So if you've not seen this, it's uh, been running for many years in the UK. It's got 4.5 million weekly viewers um, and their research has been on that for four weeks. So I'm going to go and find out um, what they've done using a polling company to look before and after uh, to get evidence of this and uh, hear a little bit more about how on earth you actually get your research onto a programme like that. Um, so uh, watch out for that next week and enjoy. Uh, but for now, uh, yeah, engage with the media. Fantastic. Take those opportunities when you can, but do so with a little bit more forethought and you'll get way, way more out of it. <laughs>